0: Moms are rising up you might have thought that it was just because of the masking issue and certainly that is one of the issues that have motivated mothers to go to school boards but it's much bigger than that and the movement is far greater than you might imagine we're going to be talking to Tina Deskovich the co-founder of Moms for Liberty on faith and freedom I'm Matt Staver founder and chairman of Liberty Council joining me is Holly Mead welcome back Tina
1: It's great to be back, Matt. Thank you.
0: You know, a lot of people, I think, are familiar with the fact that moms who otherwise were not politically activated, they got activated with regards to the masking issue because the masking and the closing of the schools, particularly with their children, continued on and on. And they began to realize how the masking issues were affecting not only their health physically, but their mental health of their children. And so they started going to the school boards. But Moms for Liberty actually predates back to January of 2021, where a lot of this movement regarding masking occurred, and why did it begin, and what does it encompass? And kind of give us an overview of some of the things that you're doing and how people can get involved.
1: Sure. So Moms for Liberty, like you said, was launched in January of 2021. Our mission statement is to save America by empowering parents to stand up and defend their parental rights at all levels of government. Unfortunately, that fight mostly right now is at your local school board. Mm -hmm. And Tiffany and I, the co-founders of Moms for Liberty, are former school board members. And so we understand this fight very well. We work with our moms to train them to really dissect and look at school board agendas. They have monthly chapter meetings uh, where they pull up school board agendas and they, uh, they look at the budget. We've told them what to look for in the budget. That's where you find a lot of problems in public schools. They look at the consent agenda, because guess what? That's where school districts hide the stuff they want to push through quickly. They attend every school board meeting. So our goal is to have a Moms for Liberty member and a Moms for Liberty shirt at every school board meeting in the country. There are 13,000 school districts in the country. And that's our goal. So they they become the watchdogs of these school districts. So Mm -hmm. we don't let this stuff get away from us again. And so you're in uh,
0: 34 states.
1: We are. We have 181 chapters, 34 states, and 80,000 members.
0: And your website is MomsForLiberty.org.
1: Yes, sir. See, these school boards have somehow have become these powerful entities that think they have control over the students, but that's not the case. Parents are accountable for their children, and you see that what's happening with the curriculum and and everything. How are you holding these leaders accountable? so we start by attending those meetings and seeing what they're doing uh, when you when you look closely with like with anything you start to uncover the problems so that that's the first step of where it starts we ultimately get to the point where say last fall was the first school board elections really since COVID hit and since moms for the launched and we hadn't really at that point dug into a plan on how to get some of these school board members off and reelected but our moms just ran with it in their mm-hmm. own communities we now have developed a plan and we have a plan for well there's for actually one year. state where
0: three <laughs> of the school board members were actually removed because they refused to listen to the parents and refused to do what was necessary.
1: Oh, Matt, the stories that I have, so in Bedford County, Virginia, Our moms were very angry with their school board, and they went out. The polls are open for 45 days in Virginia. The voting goes on for 45 days in Virginia. They worked the polls open to close every day, and they beat a 12-year incumbent school board chair with a write-in candidate. Awesome. Now, in Bedford
0: County, (laughs) Virginia, Bedford is generally what would be considered more conservative in some respects compared to some of these very liberal places around the country and but yet we had in bedford as you said some school board members that shouldn't have been there and they got voted out
1: i you know i you and i've spoken about this before on an earlier uh segment but unions have been working for decades to get their own members elected to school boards Mm -hmm. well everyone else has kind of just been asleep nobody Mm -hmm. pays attention to school board races and as a school board member i know how that goes trying to get people out to vote in school board elections that are often not on general election ballots that are in odd months odd times odd days odd years it's very hard to get participation in your school board election. And so the unions and the left have been targeted, very, very targeted and focused because they know the value of having those people with their ideologies on school boards. Mm -hmm. And so COVID woke everybody up and it's now time to take all this back.
0: So you um, you have mentioned before that there may be a difference between the thing that's on the school agenda, school board agenda, which you might not see versus some policy or procedure that some staff member would actually implement. What about situations like this situation up in Leon County, Florida, up in the state of uh, Tallahassee, where the capital of the state of Florida is, where this policy and procedure was something that you couldn't have seen just by a school board agenda, but it was really driving a wedge between parents and children with regards to the LGBTQ agenda. Is it in some situations that the school board just doesn't even know what's going on in their own school district?
1: Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. Especially here in Florida and other places where there's large school districts. So in Brevard County, where I served, you have 70,000 students, 9,000 employees. A school board member is very disconnected from the day-to-day functioning uh, of what's going on and the decisions that are being made within the district. And so things like the LGBTQ support plans have been put in place all over the state and all over the country that have not gone before the public and not been uh, vetted by even school boards. So uh, Bridget Ziegler in Sarasota County is a, a fabulous school board member in Sarasota County, Florida. And uh, she and I were serving in another organization when we both were on the school boards. And I remember her call one day, and this was well before 2020. She said, I just found out my district has a support plan for LGBTQ students that says they will not tell, they, you know that they will deceive parents and they will use. Yeah. We encountered um,
0: that, in, in yeah. fact, with a school. And she was sitting on
1: the board. She had no idea it was in place. And she said to me, do you have it in Brevard? And I said, no, it would never happen in Brevard. Guess what we have in Brevard? The same exact plan. And what we need to be careful of is there's-
0: So you were a school board member at the time, and you didn't know that that was happening in your own school district.
1: Yes, they released it after I lost my reelection. They put it out in the public. Uh, I didn't even know it was happening right, right, right below my nose. So
0: how do school board members find out about it? And how do parents learn about these policies and procedures that are not something that's coming up for public? discussion.
1: It's part of one of the beauties of being a member of Moms for Liberty, like being in close communication with people all with the same values and principles, uh, doing the same type of work around the country. Because once one school district is notified, we have a communication network and we say, go do your FOIA request. Part of it is public- figuring
0: out what you need to look for. Right. And but- if, if you're just a typical mom and, and or a person and you have some concern about what's going on in the school board, you don't know what to look for. But Moms for Liberty will give you Information so that you can start doing your own research. Your and public finding records
1: out. requests, like we are now training them all to go do a public records mm. request or a FOIA or whatever mm. it is it's called in your state, and we tell them what words to use: the LGBTQ support plan or gender transition plan. Mm. Go ask for your district's policy procedure, uh, you know, on these issues. You know, speaking out. of that, is it true that in most states, children can ask for puberty blockers without the parents' knowledge? Yeah, I'm not sure of the number of states. I do need to look into that. But uh, in in many many states, including California, children, I think over the age of 12, can have a private conversations with their doctor and get puberty blockers without parents' permission. They can literally stop puberty. What is that going to do to humanity? If you have young well, and the parents and don't the schools know. are encouraging this, right? Yeah,
0: and they don't know what's going on with their kid. They may come right. home and they have some. Uh, physical manifestation. They don't have any idea where to even begin. They go to a doctor, take that child to a doctor. The doctor doesn't have the full information, so it can be very dangerous.
1: It's unbelievable what's happening with this, and I don't use the word evil lightly. It's evil. What do you call an attack on young girls that's going to put them in a position that they will not be able to reproduce? Right, and cutting off their breasts, things like that. Over 40,000, if you go to GoFundMe right now, there's 40,000 young girls that are trying to raise money to have top surgery, which Mm. means they want to have their breasts removed. And schools are encouraging this. 40,000 individual
0: girls raising money. Young
1: girls, minors, trying to raise money to have top surgery. Um, What that means is... They'll, they will never be able to nurse their babies. No. Even if they decide, you know, that they want something different for their life at 20 than they wanted at 14, if they go through with that surgery, there'll be, there'll be consequences their entire life. You know, I remember one mom who contacted us who was heartbroken that her daughter, I think she was 16 at the time, she did that very thing. She went and had surgery without the parents' knowledge, and the mother was just heartbroken to see this young lady now trying to be a boy and already mutilated her own body.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And um, I mean, we've had Walt Heyer that we've interviewed mm-hmm. who went through that as uh, a man, um, wanted to identify as a woman and went through the surgery and so forth and hormones and then gave his life to the Lord and realized it was a huge mistake. And so Johns Hopkins University was the first institution in the, in the country to do those kinds of surgeries. They stopped doing it because they found that it provided no mental benefit. In fact, people, once they cross that precipice, Where they amputate their body, and then they regret it, it's hard to return, and you have an increased risk of suicide. Our guest is Tina Deskovich. She is the co-founder of Moms for Liberty. The website is momsforliberty.org. I encourage you to check it out. Find out what's going on in your school board. Create a Moms for Liberty if one doesn't exist. Join a Moms for Liberty if one does, momsforliberty.org. For more information regarding your freedom, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org.